Hey, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Talking Llama podcast. Today, my guest is Sina Sazrata, who is the host and founder of the Millennial Entrepreneur podcast. This week, Sina and I talk about really a lot of kind of podcast art and science that both he and I have learned in our adventures as podcasters so far, a lot of lessons learned and kind of how we're attacking the podcasting strategy from the podcaster's perspective. We do talk a little bit about Pokemon and Pokemon cards. I won't ruin the surprise as to who who Cena's favorite Pokemon is or my Pokemon. Both are some hidden gems in this week's episode, so I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Talking Llama Podcast, the podcast for podcasters. Thanks for stopping by as we discuss all things podcasting, like gear and creative processes, even marketing and promoting your brand. If you're looking to grow, monetize, or even just start your podcast, you're in the right place. The Talking Llama podcast is here to help you tell your story to the world with confidence. Here's your host, Ian Roth. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Talking Llama podcast. Today's guest is Sina Sadzada, who's the host of the Millennial Entrepreneur podcast, where he follows and uncovers the journeys of a lot of remarkable young entrepreneurs. So, man, how you doing, Sina? Yeah, really good, Ian. Uh, yeah, really good to be on your podcast. And also really good for me that <laughs> I'm not actually interviewing a podcast now. This is the first experience for me. Usually I'm on the I'm I'm usually on your end. So yeah, pretty good experience. Good. So I have to ask you, what made you start your podcast? What's your why behind starting your show? Yeah, so I mean, so I'm I'm twenty two myself and so I I basically just finished university and while I was at university, I had a quite a hands-on role at the Entrepreneur Society at university. So we were like, um, you know, organizing events and stuff and for young entrepreneurs. And it's something that I really enjoyed doing and, and like mentoring student startups was something I really loved doing as well. But then university ended and, you know, I, I didn't have the opportunity to do that anymore. And so I was really thinking about how I can kind of move those conversations and those workshops and all of those you know, really useful things that young people, you know, relate to and can can really, you know, find value from in another medium that I can carry on outside of university. And so I, I thought of different ways and a podcast was one that, I, that really, you know, attracted me because it was something that I thought would be really cool. And I looked, I checked out other sort of um, entrepreneurship podcasts out there. There's a lot of great ones out there. There's a lot of great ones that I, I, I listen to. but the sort of thing from speaking to my friends was that a lot of the guests that they have on and a lot of the sort of is geared more towards and it's it's geared towards you know i mean i don't know if it, it could be the more more well-established entrepreneurs that are already out there and a lot of things that people were saying was that they, they couldn't really relate relate to these people's journeys because a lot of them have already made it and the world's evolving so quickly that it's got to a point where you know, they relate to people their own age because the technology's moved so quickly and they don't they don't really relate to a person that, you know, started their journey twenty years ago. So yeah, and and I knew loads of cool contacts from from like running my own business and going to loads of starter competitions myself. And so yeah, I was like, well, yeah, why not? And um the whole lockdown period really <clears throat> actually drove me to do it because a lot of people, including myself, had more free time. So I thought, okay, this is the best opportunity to do this because 
the people that I would want to interview, normally they're really, really busy. Normally, like, I mean, you know from, from your experience doing podcasting, getting guests on it could, can be a bit of a struggle because people are really busy. But because, you know, lockdown, people aren't as busy as before. Um, they're very flexible. So I remember the first week I had four recordings in three days because just because people were flexible and these guys normally, you know, you have to book, a, you know, two or three weeks, you know, even like a month and a half in advance because they're really busy people. But yeah, the lockdowns enabled me to get loads of episodes quickly out there. And yeah, so we're, we're currently, so I've published, I think 10 episodes, no, yeah, 10 episodes now. Um, the 11th is on, on its way in a few days. And yeah, I've got some pretty decent guests on. We've got um, this this girl from The Apprentice coming on um, soon. You've got the American version of The Apprentice. This is from the uh, UK version. And so, yeah, that's um, that's kind of where I am at the moment. That's great. I think it is very important and it is very, it's hard to relate to a lot of these really successful entrepreneurs who have podcasts who have made it or made it, you know, a couple of years or 10 or 15, 20 years ago. And I like that you focus on people who are more relatable. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, the thing is, it's kind of difficult for me though, because I mean, I, I interview these guys and they're just like, they're so remarkable and what they've done at such a young age. And like, so I had one guy, he, he appeared on TV and, and magazines and newspapers for this app he made when he was 14 years old, right? And I was like thinking back to when I was 14, I was like trading Pokemon cards and stuff. I was, <laughs> I was nowhere near to where he was at at 14. So it's, it's kind of like a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cool thing to do. But then at the same time, you're listening to these people, you're like, wow, like, this is crazy that they've achieved this much at their age. Like, I had a girl as well that dropped out of school at 15 and then she got funding for her business. She got a hundred thousand pounds funding from a to, for a business at the age of twenty one, so a year younger than I am. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's really it's really impressive. Yeah, I, and not to not Pokemon cards because I traded Pokemon cards with with the best of kids back when I was that age. So <laughs> hey, cool if you're fourteen listening to this trading Pokemon cards. Not knocking you at all, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pokemon cards. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. I, I I went through a huge Pokemon phase when I was younger, and um, yeah, can't lie. They're actually they're pretty cool. My cousin, my cousin plays them now. He's young. He's he's six years old, and the the Pokemon's coming out now. Who's maybe. your favorite, or or who was your favorite? Oh, I mean, I know it's a classic one, but Charizard just has to be. Um, he's just That's he's fair. just iconic. You can't really. I know it's a bit of a boring answer, but he is. He's just iconic. I would say I like Alakazam. So like the original. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a hipster one. That one. one. Bit of a hipster one. Yeah, I'm, I'm so hipster, definitely. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just earlier you were mentioning some of the podcasts that you listen to, you know, where they have those big names. I'm just curious, what are some of the podcasts that you frequently listen to? So I listen to a, a huge variety, really. Like, for, you know, I, podcasting is something that I've, I really liked doing. You know, if I go for a walk, which I do every day, I don't, I find music at my age now, I, I've kind of matured to the point where I find music a little bit boring. Um, like I'd rather listen to stories and stuff like that. So, for, I mean, for entrepreneurship, I'd, 
Gary V's one that I really enjoy. Dario, Dario, the CEO is pretty good. Um, the one with Guy Raz is, is, is decent as well. I like that one. But for just sort of general, uh, Joe Rogan, obviously, is, I mean, he's the king. Um, but then there's other smaller ones. I like the one, I can't remember what it's called, but it, it follows the journey of like, um, of Pablo Escobar. Um, I can't remember what it's called now. Okay. It's, it's by Noisier. I can't remember what it's called, but it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. And I, I, I watched some like comedy ones, some football ones, so soccer ones. Um, yeah, kind of a huge variety really. So not just serious ones all the time. There's some entertainment ones, yeah. some comedy ones mixed in. Yeah. There. There's a YouTuber I really like, um, Joe Weller. He has, he has this one called Waffling. That's, that's probably my favorite actually podcast. And that's a, yeah, that's just a comedy one. So going back to your podcast, you know, where are you happy with where you are currently as in terms of growth or what do you see as being the next steps and, you know, some goals that you have for the future for your show? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's something that I haven't really, I didn't really think about it when I started. I just thought this would be a cool project to, to do, but as it's kind of grown to a bit more. And so I'm almost at like a thousand listens in, in total after like a month. And, you know, it's racking up quite quickly and I'm, I'm thinking about the future and um, obviously like as, as I grow, I get more high profile guests on, um, you know, stuff like that. That's just the usual sort of way to grow. But I was thinking of sort of other sort of ways that, you know, to use the to use a brand that I, I could build in, say, like a year's time. And I was thinking of other sort of ways. And one thing I had in mind that I'd love to do to do a sort of hackathon or a um, like an incubator program specifically for uh, young entrepreneurs. And so I'm talking about maybe like sc- school children or early university students who really want to learn about entrepreneurship. And so I'd love to, you know, host an event where it's like a weekend or, or a week where we get these young people in and, you know, building off the brand that I'll hopefully build and all the contacts that I've made through through interviewing them, get them to talk. And I think it'll be a really useful experience for a lot of them. Um, so that's kind of my real end goal. And I mean, it just goes back to, you have to build content for your audience and, and what you think will be valuable for them. And yeah, so I, that's, that's, I'd love to do that. That's something that I really have got my eyes set on now. What are, what are the, some, some of the things that you wish you knew when starting that, you know, just like when I started, I was naive to a lot of things. What are some of the things you could go back and tell your, your, your pre podcast self before starting your show? <laughs> I remember, I remember when I, my, my first episode thing is actually, I think I was probably a little bit cleverer than a lot of other podcasters. And the reason why I say that is because I did a lot of research. I did a lot of research beforehand. I took quite a lot of time researching you know what what the done thing is and i did reach out to a lot of people to help me and you know they gave me really really good advice so what i would say and i have a lot i've had a lot of messages from people being like how do you how do you start a podcast because people think it's a very complicated process and in actual fact it's not really and like it just goes back to a few fundamental things that i'm sure i mean you can research them or you can reach out to me i'll be happy to answer them but you know a key sort of thing that I think I've learned through the process and I think I could, you know, uh, from, from the start, I could have improved was um, sort of a structure to each episode before it was kind of like a car crash of, I don't know, like what's going on now. 
as soon as I hit record, I have no idea what's going on. And I had a lot of um, like pre-written questions I wanted to ask the guests. And what I would say is that that's good to have those, but don't stick to them. What I would say, if you're speaking to someone, you should be, you know, you should be doing exactly that. You should be having a natural conversation with them. It's, this isn't, it's not meant to be a job interview. It's meant to be a natural sort of conversation. And that's where, you know, the best sort of content comes out of. And that's the ones that, you know, the audience resonates with. Like, if you look at Joe Rogan, the reason why he's so successful is because it's so natural. And, he, he, you know, the conversation is very free flowing and it's not sort of, you know, yes, yeah, he, hasn't, he hasn't got like a list of pre questions that he wants to ask. It's very free flowing and, and casual. And that's something that I've definitely learned to just kind of not be as nervous and be able to think on the spot and ask the right questions. It comes with practice, of course. Um, but yeah, like that's something that I've learned uh, throughout the process. And I think, I think you'd probably say the same thing. Yeah, you read my mind, uh, Cena. I was going to tell you when I started, everything was pre-written and I felt like even regardless where the conversation was going, I had to hit all 12 of my questions and it yeah. was kind of, it felt awkward. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think it's natural to start that way and kind of to which you alluded, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get and it just becomes conversational. And then like, for example, before we started recording our show, I had like three things that I just wanted to ask you. And I knew that would have a lot of other good points and things to ask you as we converse a little bit. Yeah, so of course. It's it easier. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, besides besides from that, I think a good name and a good, you know, good logo, like I think that that carries you. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to actually ask about how you came up with your name because yours is quite a unique podcasting name. My own kind of, I mean, it says what it does on the tin. Um, but yours is very unique and it's very eye-catching. Yeah, so the name Talking Llama is actually after my youngest daughter, Sophia. She loves llamas and alpacas and just in kind of talking to her and, and my wife, we always joke that she's like a little llama. She's very spunky, confident. And, and as I started thinking and brainstorming, I, I kind of came to the conclusion that's kind of what podcasters are or what, what they should be, or I guess kind of like what I am, you know, I have a message to send and I'm confident about it. And you know what? I I'm, I'm cool with that. I don't care what other people think. So yeah, talking llama is what came from all those thoughts and kind of concoctions in my brain. So no, <laughs> and we it. just went with it and people always, people always comment and, and like the name. So yeah, exactly. You know, I rate it. I like it a lot actually. And, um, the logo as well, I thought was really cool. I thought it was a really cool one. And, um, I would say, you know, for, for someone who's thinking about starting one is, a good name does actually, you know, it does carry you and people are very, you know, they're more likely to, kick, to click on a, a new podcast based on the name or the, the based on the, the artwork. So what I would say is that you should have some sort of a planning behind that and it shouldn't just be a random. Yeah, I think you should just take some time to think about that. It definitely is important to think about. And I find myself doing the same thing, so, you know, where I'm going through looking for new podcasts and I uh, like just good cover art or interesting cover art sticks out and yeah. makes me click on it to read what the show is about. So that is yeah. definitely something great point you should keep in mind when you're starting. Shouldn't prevent you from starting, but definitely something to keep in mind. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the Talking Llama podcast, and I hope you're enjoying this episode. I wanted to take a moment to tell you how you can support the show as a patron with three different membership tiers. 
For only $1 per month, I'll send you a personalized video thanking you for your support. For $3 per month, you get exclusive access to the Talking Llama Herd, which is a private Discord server where you can talk with other creatives and myself about all things podcasting. For $10 a month, you get all the previous benefits, a free t-shirt made by me, and a monthly group Zoom call. If you're not able to be a patron right now, that is okay. You can still support the show by sharing it with a friend or leaving a review. Now, let's get back to the show. Yeah. And another thing as well, I, I, I've had a lot of questions where people are like, uh, you know, they're, they, they're thinking about starting a podcast in something that's extremely niche. So I had a guy message me about, should I start a podcast about um, like interior designs, but specifically to do with, uh, I don't know, it was through like doors and other entrances or whatever. And I was like, yeah, why not? Like, Podcasting is something that's it's meant to be niche and you're meant to be able to talk about whatever interests you. And the, the magic of where we are now, the internet, is that you can find an audience because the world's so big and there are people with so many variations in, in things that they like. You will be able to find a group of people that enjoy your content. So, yeah, just just go for it, really. Yeah, I mean, niches are great and there are there's going to be people out there somewhere that have the same amount of passion for what you have a passion for, even if it's a very detailed, small thing. So I think podcasting is a great platform for niche entrepreneurs or niche content. Yeah, creators. yeah, for sure. And another thing as well, I haven't really vocalized about this too much, but a big benefit of starting a podcast, like I think a lot of people think if I start a podcast, the end goal for me is to monetize. I make some money from it. And that's my end goal. And, you know, it would be like a side project, side hustle where I make money from it. And, you know, they, they can be that. They obviously can be that once you grow an audience. But what I found is that from starting my own podcast is that people seem to take me more seriously. And they seem, you know, it's something that you can put on your CV. It's something that you can, you know, networking. The, the ability to network from a podcast is actually crazy. I think it's very, very underrated. So, like, I've reached out to many guests, um, you know, entrepreneurs that I, that I admire. You know, these are really, really cool people. Um, would they have talked to me if I just messaged them saying, hey, really love what you're doing. Can we just do, like, a 20-minute call, me and you? I don't think so. I don't think they would do that, a lot of them. Some of them might. But a lot of them would be like, no, I like, can't really be bothered to do that. But when you have a podcast, it provides a platform for them to come on. And I don't know, I don't really know why, but it's something that they enjoy doing and it's something that it allows you to talk to them. So I don't really, sometimes I don't even think about the end goal of, you know, monetization. I literally just think about it as an opportunity to network. Yeah, I haven't had to apply for a job yet since I've had my podcast, but I think it is, a, it would be great for your CV or your resume. You know, here, potential employer, if you want to know more of what I'm about and what I stand for, here's check out my podcast. You know, it's a great, great platform to make a statement and build your personal brand. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's something that, uh, yeah, I'm not really even thinking about the monetization aspect. I'm, I'm thinking more of a long term basis where, you know, I'm meeting all these really cool people. And yeah, like in the future, I'll definitely, you know, I, if I've got a problem or if I'm thinking about starting a new business in whatever niche, these are experts in their, in their respective fields. So yeah, it's a really good, it's a really good tool to have, I think at your disposal. 
Kind of going back to, you said you wanted to get some more high profile guests on your show in order to, to help it grow. And just because they're interesting people, obviously, who are some of your like dream people that you would want to have on your show? So I, so I, I, I love just from my own niche. And so I, I have a business um, that's around sustainability and we, we, um, basically reduce food waste from from shops and so you know green startups and sustainable startups is something that is a personal passion of mine um so i'd love guests in that sort of field because that's just something that inspires me massively but apart from that um i love people that have been on uh, dragon's den so our version of your shark tank i'd love people from there uh i love people from the apprentice and i'm really lucky to already have one book here i didn't actually I didn't, when I first started, I didn't think that was going to happen, um, especially with this many episodes. I haven't got that many episodes yet. I'm very surprised that she actually said yes. Um, and I'm, I'm actually a bit nervous for that interview. It's actually next week. So hopefully it's all right. Hopefully I don't suffer all the time um, like I did in my first few episodes. But yeah, like those sort of people, um, Forbes 30 under 30, obviously these guys are like the, the pioneers in their respective fields. Um, so yeah, it's just those sort of people because they do, they, they inspire me so much because of their age and what they've achieved at such a young age. And you just know they've had to sacrifice a lot. Um, you know, I see people at my age, there's quite a big variation you see, because it's, it's strange because a lot of young people, I find they want to make a lot of impact. And I think I've said this on a previous podcast, but I think my generation more than any sort of other generation really wants to make an impact, whatever that means to them. So that could be, you know, environmental impact. It could be a social impact. It could be anything really, but they really want to make that impact from, from day one. Whereas previous generations were a lot more patient. You know, that's a, that's a positive and a negative, I think for, for both parties, uh, really. But yeah. So, um, yeah, so these people really inspire me because I know that they have to sacrifice so much. And a lot of young people, you know, as well, watch a lot of Netflix and they're not doing that. They're, they're literally from, from day one, they're, they're already trying to change the world. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And it is, it's very easy and comforting to just sit down and, and binge on Netflix. But be successful, you have to do hard things sometimes. And Sometimes that involves making sacrifices like staying up in the evening when your buddies are watching Netflix and drinking and partying yeah. and working on your business or your podcast or something like that. So you're exactly right, Sina. Yeah, it's tough to do that as well because, I mean, yeah, because the level of, of, of sort of personal experience that you have at that young age is very limited. And so you can't really, when, once you reach like a problem point in your life, or sort of you're facing, you know, mental challenges or whatever. You don't have those experiences that an older person would have to draw upon, and so that makes it extra challenging, I think, for a young entrepreneur to face stuff like failure, stuff like you're not good enough, stuff like um, you know, we're not, you know, we're not, we we think this is a, an awful idea. Basically, a lot of rejection that I think an older person would take better just because of that life experience of. It's okay if stuff can go my way because I can move on, but a younger age, it hits you harder, I, I, I suppose. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, Sina. It is, I mean, facing failure is difficult and it's, 
it's certainly a lot easier and comfortable to, you know, maybe out, outside of school, get a job right yeah. away instead of starting something on your own. But I mean, for those who are trying to blaze the trail and, and make their impact and leave their legacy on the world, it is, I, I think, very, very admirable for them to do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I, I've got a lot of friends that have done a startup straight out of university. And um, it's difficult because you think about it, you, you, so you just graduate, graduate university, you're basically at the same level as a lot of your friends. And you see your friends join, you know, a well-established firm and they're, they're making a lot of money, you know, at the same age as you. And, you know, they get to go on, on lavish holidays. They get, they get a good salary. But, but you're trying to do your own thing. You're trying to start your own business. And there's a lot of times where you don't know what the future is going to hold. It's so uncertain. You don't know if it's going to pay off. You, you have no idea. So it's, it's extra hard, I think, whereas if you are older, you have stuff to fall back on. Um, so, yeah, like I've, I've faced a lot of young people like myself who they, you know, they're working on their business full time. And it, it's a very scary thing, as it is with any age. But I guess when you're younger, you do tend to, you know, compare yourself to other people. And there's a lot of sort of mental challenges that you have to face in order to, you know, to get over them. and and, and and build your own brand to yeah to be successful and it is tough it's tough but that's why that's why i respect these guys more you know extra yeah definitely deserve all the respect in the world they are i mean it's not an easy thing to do and you know i would i say this all the time i would rather work hard for myself than work hard for someone else so totally agree with you yeah yeah for sure um i guess there's a lot of things i mean that's something that a lot of people you know they share as well Definitely. Well, hey, Cena, I want to respect your time and I, I hit all the questions and conversation points I wanted to have with you. So where can the listeners go to check out what you're doing and to find out uh, what you have going okay, on? Sweet. Yeah, thanks for having me. And it's you know, great pleasure having you on the pod. Uh, no, sorry. Great pleasure being on the pod. You're being on my, you're coming on my pod. Too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you can check out the podcast, the Millennial Entrepreneur, on it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's basically everywhere. Follow us on our Instagram page um, at the Millennial Entrepreneur Pod, and yeah, all the all the new episodes get get published there. If you want, if you want to, if you're new to the podcast and you want to check out, you know, a new episode for the first time, um, my personal favorite is this uh, this I think it's episode eight or nine that I have with with you and Sharky. Um, he's basically this guy. Is, it's actually crazy what he's doing. He's turning poo into into sustainable energy. Like how how the hell is he doing that? It's actually mental. But yeah, he's um, so he's doing that. And he's, he's just got a eight hundred and fifty thousand pounds grant to to do this. Um, so yeah, ma- like massively inspirational guy. Um, so that, that's like that was my personal favorite one to to do so far. So if you are new to the podcast and you want to, you know, test this out, I think that's a really cool one to start off with. Excellent. Well, Cena, it has been a pleasure for you to come on the show and you know, I'm excited to collaborate and come on your show very, very soon. Hey there, my llama friends. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you want to learn more about Talking Llama Media, please head to our website at talkinglama.com. If you find value in the show, please subscribe. And if this content really resonates with you, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review to help spread the Talking Llama message. To stay up to date with all the latest Llama happenings, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at IanRoth1 and Twitter at TalkingLlama1.
Thank you so much for your support. Stay confident, stay creative, and most importantly, speak your legacy. I'll see you next time.